This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Matthew 19, it came to pass, let's start from verse 3. The Pharisees also came to him, tempting him, saying unto him, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? Mm. And he answered and said unto them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? And he said, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and twelve shall become one flesh. Wherefore they are no more two but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man pull asunder. What we should not put asunder is what God has joined together. Not every joining is of God. We will get there later, but not today. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. The days ahead will be very hot. But we bless God for so I started first service by talking about, so this is the topic, we are talking about the serpent, the garden, and the family. Right? And then we just said, we looked at ugly pictures. First service. Just ugly pictures all around. We started from Noah, we moved to Abraham, to Jacob, to Isaac, to Jacob. Just all of them. Isaac, Rebecca, father wanted to bless firstborn, mother tricked him and brought secondborn in their own house. Politics among just four siblings, four people. A father and a mother and two siblings, just four people in the house. What went through? What, what kind of woman was Rebecca? Whether you like it or not, Esau is still your firstborn here. And for some reason, you don't like him. You like his younger brother. Division already in the family. The father chose Jacob. The mother chose, the father chose Esau. The mother chose Jacob. And Abraham and Sarah, just two of them. Sarah got out to sleep with the maid. And their problem started. Just anybody. Jacob was terrible. The same Jacob watched his own daughter. The daughter was raped. And now the son... He mourned for about 13 years or more than that for a son that never died. And then as he was about to get to the promised land when he left Laban, Rachel that was so dear to him died. And then Noah's son saw their father's nakedness and told of it, just mentioned it. And then we got to Samuel that was called by God at age 8. He watched Ophni and Phinehas what they did. He did well by not letting them influence him. Only for his two sons to choose the ways of opening and finance as opposed to the ways of their father. For Samuel 8, Samuel became what he made them judges. Unlike Samuel, they began to collect bribe. Probably doing the same thing opening and finance were doing that Samuel saw and his soul abhorred. What was wrong with Samuel? That the family couldn't stay together. No matter where you have done, when you watch your children messing up things, it's a very painful sight to behold. So, 
that must have made the Pharisees to ask Jesus this question. They have looked at marriage and they have concluded, sincerely, it doesn't work it. So they said, Lord, we are not saying, teach us how to love or how to keep our wife or teach us how to keep our husband. We need to know, are there justifications, are there scriptures we can hide under to send away this woman? That was their question. The Pharisees never loved Jesus. They knew he was a teacher like Nicodemus attested to. Sent from heaven. And the only opportunity you had to ask a teacher sent from heaven a question, you didn't ask him about healing, you didn't ask him about how to prosper, you didn't ask him about how to live a Christian life. The question they went for, because what is biting your heart is what you will likely talk about most. He said, sorry, Lord, we just have one question. Can we divorce for any reason? And Jesus said, which I've said in many marriage seminars here, Jesus looked beyond the question they are asking. Because beyond, behind the same, oh, that's where we'll start from next week, where we look at the first family, the serpents and the garden, which represent your home. But today, we are just moving around it to start. Jesus connected them back to the beginning. By doing that, Jesus bypassed many types of marriages, including the most popular one, which was Moses' constitution, Moses' syllabus, Moses' mentality and ideology of what marriage should be like. And Jesus bypassed Moses. He said from the beginning, all these families I mentioned, even though they serve God genuinely, they love God genuinely, they were not able to overcome the serpent biting in their family. And there are still many families listening to me this morning, watching from all over the world, and some that are here. Even though you are born again, the serpent is still biting. See, see, the serpent is a very creepy, very dangerous animal. If you start from Genesis I'm going to stop in about seven minutes straight, about maximum ten. If you start reading from Genesis, as God began to create all the good things, and this might be where we start from next, all the good things that God was creating, there was no mention of the serpent. It didn't look as if the guy was there. A snake can stay in your house for days without anybody dictating it. They are experts in hiding under objects, experts in when we were growing up, I've seen one under my bed before. Expert in hiding in places. We're looking for one one time. I ran somewhere in our compound. We had a bit of bush in my father's house because we had, I don't know, maybe a plot or a, or, so at the back that my father just kept there, fenced around with the house and just left it. So some of them used to come around, you know, and I used to see some cats can be demonic. The one that ran inside bush. They come in the night and they make a demonic sound on our fence. You hear them like, and they are fighting. So I got used to it. <laughs> if you slept in my room, you might faint. You would think demons are called for you. Now, we're looking for this snake and it just went. And we didn't see the snake again. And my neighbor came and he said, check everywhere. He said, if you see a matchbox on the floor, check inside. He said, snakes are so one... The guy, we had a megaphone in the house. And the guy entered and called itself inside the megaphone. 
we pick that megaphone two times to look at other objects without seeing the snake. God created man and the Bible says God made man in his image. There was no mention until chapter 3. Chapter 1, after the creation, God created ocean, fishes, animals, trees, and nothing was said about serpent, even though that man, that guy was there. Then God said, let us make man in our own image. And God made man. And the serpent was just there quietly. And then later in chapter 2, God said, it is not good for man to be alone. God was creating a beautiful picture from the land, from the sun, light. God is so orderly. He created what man would need before he created man. And after he created man, he looked at man and he said, it is not good for man to be alone. Let me say this ahead of time. Women are not called to lead family. You are called to support a man in leading a family. If you miss it, anytime you violate a divine order, you play into the hands of the serpent. In fact, he, I will show you next week, he's waiting just for you to make that move. If was not there, when God said to Adam, you shall not eat of this tree. If was not there, Adam was alone. It was few verses after that God created Eve. How come Eve was the one answering? Now, people have said that the husband was not at home. I doubt it. But the Bible says when she ate it, she gave to her husband who was with her. And when Paul saw it later, he said that Adam was not deceived. As the serpent was talking, Adam knew that this is all in life. For some reasons, he decided to please his wife. Some men do it at times. You don't want civil war in your house, so you maintain peace even though you are compromising. Some men allow their wives to get to do some wrong stuff. Uh, she wants to fight her parents, her friends, and you as a man, like, you don't need to do this. But you know if you stop her, there will be war at home and then there will not be sex in the night. Especially if she's earning more than you. See, married people can understand what I'm saying. There is a way you talk to a woman. Just prepare for a cold night. Silent night. I did ask you to play it. <laughs> Are you with me? <laughs> married people that are my right. Men, am I right? Tell the truth now. Anyway, sir, am I right? <laughs> Are you with me? There was no mention. But when he saw the opportunity, that's why the Bible says Ephesians 4.27 Give no place to the devil. Give no place. 1 Corinthians 2.11 I want us to read this one. Is it 11? I know it's 1 Corinthians 2. Why the Bible says that we are not let Satan take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. This clearly shows you that Satan is an opportunist who will not hesitate to take one should he see. If he sees it, he takes full advantage of it. All that David did was not to go to battle when he was supposed to go to, and that was all Satan needed. That's why we said, I give no place. Now, look at it. Let Satan should get an advantage of us. It's an opportunity. It takes advantage of, of people. 
For we are not ignorant of his devices. Apostle Paul said that what you need to know about that guy is that he is an opportunist. And when he sees one, he maximizes it. Hallelujah. The first time we're going to hear his voice was just to know. Maybe he saw that Adam was so enraptured, so engulfed, so wrapped up in his love for uh, Eve. Every man must differentiate between real love and emotionalism. You are not to rule over your wife, but you are supposed to lead. We get that when we start talking about roles. And in leading, the sincere truth is that vision belongs to man. Details will always belong to the woman. This is why you have to work together. And where there is division, the family will fall apart. There are things that only your wife can do and see in order to be able to support if that support is absent, the man will break down and the home will break down. Why did God look at the look at how God constructed his world? It is not good for man to be alone. After creating this guy to have dominion over the world, I looked at it again. I know there is a loophole. If it's not filled, this guy will do more harm than good. So it is not good for him to be alone. I'm going to make somebody. But God gave assignment. Of what to do to Adam first before he created the woman. Ah, let me stop here. Singles will talk next Sunday. We have a meeting in the afternoon. Say yes to a man who has not received the blueprints of his life from God and say yes to trouble. It's like ordering pizza. You are ordering for problem. They will bring you to your house. <laughs> Double decker, debonairs, whatever, and that is what people do. We are going to get to a point where I will show you. I asked the question for service: What is the price of running a very healthy family? Not only between man and woman, that even when you are seventy-five, eighty. You look at your children and the grandchildren and the blueprint still stands. What is the cost? Because all these men who work with God, some of them could not catch up with that. What exactly? So the Pharisees saw that it was too expensive a price. So they asked Jesus, okay, tell us, what exactly? And Jesus said, there is only one answer. And that's what I want to go back to. He said, in the beginning. In other words, you have to go back to what God created. Anything outside it will fail. The greatest problem is not Satan. I hear people talking about we buy strongholds. And I've told you before, if you're in this church, all the strongholds, strongholds are not demons. Strongholds are mindsets. Mindsets are more dangerous than demons. There are people listening to me, except you adjust, or you let God adjust what you think about men, you might not have a successful marriage. There are guys listening to me. Except God helps you to adjust what you think about women. You will be an oppressor forever. There are many voices in people's are different from the voice of God. That are told that this is how you should do. Some men, even when, even though I know pastors, 
even though they can fast for 30 days, to trust a woman. That seed was planted. This is why family is so crucial. You see, you can damage a child as a parent, and the child will remain damaged forever. You know how this can be? You can sow a rejection, like they did to Cain. You, you sow a rejection among his siblings because he's not performing well in school. You start discrimination in the family as parents. You so much so rejection. The boy, no matter where he goes, he doesn't trust anybody. Even when he comes to church, where he can be helped, he doesn't trust the preacher, so there's no help at the end of the day. I have met people like that. I have pastor people like that. that can say, this is a foundational problem. They cannot trust anybody. And his family made them so. What about girls? Who forever want to go after someone that has money? Even though they've gone to school, they can make their own money. There is a way you can create a mentality in children. And the Bible says, train up a child the way that it should go. When it's old, it will not depart. When people have been schooled in a particular way, it is difficult to get them to think another way. Another way. So people get born again. They add that mindset to their Christianity. They had it. What about people that are stubborn? What about people who like to use other people? There is a way there are certain families, if you grow up there, only God can help you not to be a user or an abuser. Or a schemer. Whatever they got in the family, everyone got it by scheming. And he's done that for 27 years of his life. Now he's in Lagos. No matter how loving the people around him, is that scheming mentality continues. Even when others are not competing with him, he's competing with them. Something that is common among people from a polygamous family. Competition. Where there is none. And they are quick, they are quick to see everybody as an enemy. Because they survive. See, you, you can get angry with them, but a man or the spirit will love them and try to help them. Because it's not their fault. But they have to do something about it. He had to fight to survive in the family. And now there's no fight again. He's still fighting. In the office, he feels that the only way to the top is to step on everybody. Because when he was growing up, you must step or die. And that has become part of his life. You know how rapists were born by somebody. What? This is why family is important. You can make a child timid for life. You are, they are used to daddy and mommy shutting them up in the house. And when they get out there, things they should stand for that can even be dangerous, they are certain they don't want to talk. They don't want to talk. A lady was rough Andrew by her boss. It remains small for the guy to sleep with her. Tore her bra tore everything and she didn't want to tell anybody. Until somebody said, what? They went to the guys and he began to beg. They said, no. We will. They made him to be suspended for a long time. People have been oppressed quietly so they grew up and they don't want to talk. They just have sex. Because you can be conditioned. Those formative years are very important years. But I'm talking to parents because you cannot give what you don't have. So you are going to raise them based on the mentality that you have. And God forbid that your children are watching you, slapping your wife, shouting at each other, 
and now you want to tell them now he's 28 you are telling him that see, when you marry you don't treat a woman anyhow nonsense he won't answer you boy in his heart like you did to mommy are you getting what I'm saying you know there are men that believe that a woman should not know how much you are earning even if he's praying 30 hours a day <laughs> a day is never up to 30 hours but that thing is in him that women are no you don't tell a woman the truth and he's born again and that mindset is still there that you don't tell a woman the truth hallelujah some of the guys that I've seen and I've heard of guys that I've heard of who, who will start dating a woman and be collecting things we'll get to all these things we'll get to all these things if you are supposed to be a help what are you doing around somebody that you are offering no help how can a woman watch a man the bed is yours. Everything is yours. You are the one working. He is always at home watching films. And he's in control of all your finances. Let me tell you what will happen. Men who do that, eventually, it will still be true. You can't satisfy somebody that his heart is in a defective form. Some try to buy love. And when a woman is doing that, also, it means that you have a problem. Honestly, I'm not insulting anybody. I'm saying that something is wrong inside that will make you, when you, you know clearly that this guy is not committed to you, but you are running the relationship and running it, it's a sign of either insecurity or low self-esteem. One of the two. You are the one running the relationship, running it and running it and running it, and every now and then it makes you feel like you are lucky to have me. I hate nonsense. Many of you guys are late. You need to be like me. I hate nonsense. When I was you, I seen a guy going to talk to a lady, third, fourth time, pleading with her, and I love you. He used to give me a dick. If it's not mutual, leave it. There you get lost. It's you to get lost. Life is easy. If you don't like me, I don't like you also. I mean, it's, it's very straightforward. If I liked you before, now that you don't like me, that I know. I too, I don't like you anymore. Balance of terror. I mean, you are tossing to and fro in your bed, you are thinking about somebody who is, who is thinking about somebody else. Is that not an affliction? Let's rise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Is someone blessed this morning? Everybody get the message of first service. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, we'll be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. 
you can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.